What's up guys and welcome back to Unified Mood. As always, I am so grateful for you to be joining me here today. How good does it feel to actually say those words and to actually want to be here to say those words? Uh, and uh, for anyone that is joining in or maybe this is your first podcast with the Unified Mood family, um, it has been, <laughs> I just checked before because I was like, how long has it actually been? It's been five months, uh, five months, almost six months since I have spoken to you guys last. I think it was like the 5th of September um, that I last posted a podcast. Uh, and uh, we have a lot to catch up on. We have a lot to unpack. Uh, we have much tea to spill. We have much conversations to have. Uh, uh, so I feel like this podcast back before I get into the really... Uh, normal routine is just going to be playing a big life catch up because I think that on social media you guys have maybe seen that the smallest fragment of what's been going on in my life and there's been so many questions and there has been so much what's happened what's going on where are you we're gonna unpack it but I just want to sort of go from um I guess um when I created the unified mood podcast uh, when I very first created it I was in a place where I guess uh, I was really yearning to try and figure out what is my core reason, what is my driving why in life because I wasn't feeling fulfilled and I would go through every day and I would be thinking to myself something just doesn't feel right, something just doesn't align and I was fighting for the fairy tale and I was trying different things and I felt really lost, I felt really confused at that time and that was when I very first started the podcast when I, I guess just after moving to Queensland had been there for a bit and something wasn't aligning and, and I couldn't figure out what having a channel to have a conversation with you guys and talk about topics and connect with you guys in such a deeper level was a, a huge, huge milestone for me that really reminded me and solidified for me who I am as a person and what I want to achieve and what I want to be. And, and I think that um, I persevered with it, loving doing it, but I was still feeling unhappy in life at that point. Uh, and I think social media is, uh, I mean, it's 1% of a 100% picture, you know what I mean? You guys see a small fragment of uh, what my life is and what you guys perceive uh, and what you see is very different worlds apart. And I don't want to dilute the fact that I am extremely authentic. I am <laughs> exactly what you see on social media. If you met me in real life, I am just as chatty. I am just as madly in love with life. But I was definitely carrying some very heavy loads at that time and a lot of sadness, a lot of darkness and going through a lot of personal things at that time that I didn't want to talk about on social media. And I think that it's my choice what I do touch on and what I don't talk about. And also when you're in a relationship, guys, you've got to remember that it's not just me it's not just my story it's another person's story too and I think that of course with Harpoon I allowed you guys into so much of our world and you guys saw the one side of that relationship and you saw us have a really great relationship and so much joy and happiness and love which uh, I definitely don't want to dilute the fact that all of that stuff was there and that wasn't fake uh, I was madly in love with him and I did definitely see that that was a future with him um, but there were some very big massive things that had happened between us and uh, I guess core ethoses of how we saw the world what we wanted to do and what we wanted to achieve uh, and that wasn't aligning and I'm not going to go into depth about what happened uh, anything like that because uh, I have a 
I guess uh, I've let go of it a lot. Like I've really, really let go of that relationship um, um, and I don't carry any of the sadness or any of that anymore. Um, but I guess I just don't want to go into it in depth because I don't feel that I need to and I don't feel for you guys to get value from me as a person that I need to have that conversation. All I want to say about that situation is that everything had to happen the way that it happened so this could happen. And I think that's really, really important to remember if you are coming in a breakup or if you're going through it. Like when I was going, uh, I guess when I was saying from my previous, uh, I was struggling to figure out what was wrong. I couldn't figure out what was making me happy and stuff. One of the big things that wasn't making me happy and was causing me a lot of uh, discomfort in my life uh, was that I was in a relationship that wasn't aligning anymore. And neither person's fault, but it just wasn't aligning anymore. And we uh, had disconnected. And I guess uh, when you are in a relationship, I mean, you're with that person so much and that's your like that's meant to be your ride or die. That's meant to be your wingman in life, the person that's always by your side and everything. So if that's not connecting, uh, that's going to ripple into every other element in life and make everything feel shit. And I think I wanted to blame every other element of my life uh, rather than the relationship being the problem uh, because that was the thing that I didn't want. Like I, when you're madly in love with a person and you've got that sort of like filter on, uh, you want to blame everything else as a problem, not the person as a problem because you're so in love with that person. And it's kind of like lovers, <laughs> blind, deaf, dumb, and uh, stupid at the best of times. And for me that was a really big thing for it. So I guess uh, we're starting off at this point of uh, broke up. Uh, no, <laughs> Harpoon is a good person. He just wasn't the person for me. Um, and so I just really want to solidify that because I think that everybody can have their narrative of what happened or what didn't happen. Uh, that's between two people. And all you guys need to know is that that relationship didn't align with me and was causing a uh, I guess uh, for me to not fulfill my full potential and to love life as much as I possibly could. Um, and so when the decision was made, um, um, uh, and I can vividly remember the moment that the decision was made when uh, he said something to me, and uh, I guess it was like a circuit breaker for me. I looked at that moment and it was with every fiber of my being in that moment, it was like I was jolted out of life and I was like, oh, you're, this is not the person for you. You are not meant to be with this person. And it was hard. It was, <laughs> it was uh, the hardest breakup I've ever gone through in my life uh, because I still deeply loved the person but knew that they weren't the right person for me. And it is so much easier to hate the person. It is so, so much easier to go through a breakup and be off the person uh, I mean, with my other ex, uh, no detriment to Rob, beautiful person, but um, he, uh, we were completely, we were like completely disconnected. We weren't in love with each other. We were friends by that point. So the disconnect was a lot easier. Whereas for me, when I broke up with Harpoon, I was still madly in love with him. And I, I kid you not, when I was breaking up with him and everything in my mind, and I can read the journals back, the journals are absolutely tragic. I found it the other day and I was like, oh my God, screw me, they are so tragic. The moaning myrtle words. Uh, I, I like, love journaling, but also like, why did I read it back? Like dying inside at some of the words. Uh, um, but in my mind, uh, 
I had romanticized the idea that he was going to become a different person and that we were going to get back together one day. And and I think that maybe that was a bit of a coping mechanism, um, but also the Lulu that that was just a let that shit go sort of situation. And six months after, now I can see that. But at the time, it was a coping mechanism. And if you've gone through a breakup or you're going through a breakup, you can probably relate as well. Um, so I stayed. It was a kind of a weird situation because the end of our lease was happening but also couldn't move into my new place at the time. So, and then Harpoon moved out of the place. So I was just staying in the house and I shit you not, it was just like a shrine of our relationship. Like it was fucked. I just remember I would cry. I cried for days. I just watched Grey's Anatomy and lay on fetal position and I cried. I would work for Rare, which thank God for my job with like team and everything because that was such a sanctuary for me. I would uh, work and be so submerged, so focused in that switch off and then I would um lie in fetal and watch Grey's Anatomy and I would just remember walking around with Nunuk and like watching the sunset and because it would be like the street that you guys went down together or you'd like see the place where you'd have like but it was fucking tragic like it was just the worst and because I'm like up in Gog well I've got friends and everything up here but it's different to have family my family all in Adelaide I just needed my family right like I really just needed to be at home and not just by myself like I needed to be around people and I think that that's really important too if you're going through a breakup I know everyone doesn't have that opportunity but don't try and do it by yourself like don't try and be this amazing pillar of strength that get people around you if you can and be around people I didn't want to go to the gym I didn't want to look at people I didn't want to see people I didn't want to talk to people but I just needed to be around the people that I could be really truly authentic with and and I um, flew home to Adelaide, went to Adelaide, being at home with my family, like holding my sister's babies and just cuddling these sweet little angels, like my sister's baby Ava, I just cuddled her for so, so long. And I finally, after crying for weeks, uh, felt a somewhat level of joy and peace and that, uh, oh, it's going to be okay. And then I remember this one day, and this was like the biggest turning point for me. And I could watch the video that I cut for that day over and over again. And it, like, even just now, like it genuinely makes me feel so happy to think of this moment. Um, I went out and ha- went to a winery and had some um, lunch with my friends. And then I decided, no, nope, you're going to take yourself out to your favorite beach in Adelaide and you're going to go for a swim and you're just going to do it solo. And I think that when you're in a relationship where you really have almost lost yourself in the relationship, you kind of, uh, one of the biggest things about being afraid to break up with that person and coming out of that relationship is that you are so afraid that you're going to be alone forever. You're so afraid that you won't have fun by yourself. You're so afraid that you can't do the things that you love to do anymore. And you really get hung up into it. And I did get very lost in that relationship. Like I very much got that. I couldn't go and do things without them. And uh, I felt it all consuming. And so I took myself down. I drove down to this beach, which I, I don't even like driving that much, but I just remember driving and looking at the beautiful trees and listening to my favorite music without someone else controlling the music, like listening to what I wanted to listen to and what I wanted to do and the speed I wanted to go. And I um, drove out and I took myself down to this beach and it was the most beautiful day. It was the most beautiful, clear, crystal blue water, turquoise, white sands. The beach was empty. 
and I took myself down and I dived into the water and I was swimming and I, there was dolphins around. I kid you not, it was fucking Disney AF level of just amazing. And I, um, I just sat on the beach and I just was beaming. I literally was smiling from every fiber of my being. And it was the moment I realized uh, I could do this by myself, uh, but not only could I do it by myself, that I was going to really love this chapter, like really love this chapter. And, and um, yeah, I just, uh, I had this beautiful day at the beach. And then after that, it was like, that was the circuit breaker moment and everything starts to ripple. So if you're going through a breakup and you are going through hell at the moment and you are finding it just all consuming and you can't imagine a life without this other person and you don't want to do it by yourself and you're scared and you're afraid and you're alone and maybe you're consuming social media and you're feeling overwhelmed and too much like God, social media just made me want to die when I was watching it. Um, uh, I surround yourself with people, loved ones uh, that you can be your authentic, real, raw self with. Take yourself out of the environment if that is a possible possibility because like removing yourself from the environment I found was a really, really big, big milestone for me. Um, and then do the things that you did before, I guess, or love to do, but do them solo. Yeah. And uh, realize that you can do it by yourself. You can absolutely do it by yourself. But more than that, if you're not in a relationship that doesn't align and you find that those beautiful moments would sometimes be tarnished, uh, that they can be relit up and you can fall in love with them all over again, which is so cool. So yeah, I um, fell in love with life again, had time with my family, my anchors, and then I came back, was like, right, it's time to go packed up all of my stuff and um, moved into my beautiful friend at Emma's house. Uh, um, also, I'll just give you guys, because I always get questions about Emma's house and all of that situation. So Emma and I actually met, um, it must've been 2020 or 2021. And we met when we were shooting a Lauren Simpson fitness campaign. Emma and I have just crossed paths over the years. We've never actually really spent, well, we never had spent that much time together. We just always really aligned and got along. Uh, and um, uh, when uh, maybe two weeks before Harpoon and I broken up, uh, Emma and I were shooting my campaign for Look Good Naked. And um, we were sitting in her house and she had just broken up with her partner. And I didn't realize. And she was just like, oh, like, do you know anybody that's looking to rent at the moment? Because like, I've just broken up with my partner. Like, I'm taking over the lease and everything. Like, need to get a person in the room. And I was like, oh. I wish that I could live here, but obviously had like Nanook and my ex and like that wasn't really going to work with what she was looking for. And um, yeah, that conversation, like literally two weeks later, I called her and I was like, hey, this is like so random, but are you still looking for someone to live? And um, yeah, so I, that's why I was moving into her place. That's how it all happened. We really didn't know each other that well, had no idea how it was going to go, but it was, it is the best thing that has ever happened to me in my whole, well, not whole existence, there's been so many magical moments, but one of the best things that's ever happened to me. And I moved into Savoy House uh, and uh, what unfolded from that moment onwards was nothing short of fucking magic. Um, and I'm fully unpacking here. The amount of partying, fun, happy, monumental moments that I have had in my single gal era over that period of time. Amazing, like absolutely fucking amazing. The conversations, the laughs, the connections, 
the people that I formed bonds with, falling in love, wildly in love with life again, and being around someone, because Emma's just a massive hype girl as well. Emma and I are literally the same human in so many ways. We're also extremely different, but also the same human in so many different ways. We just see the lens, like the world in the same lens and we see the beauty and the joy and the happiness and we'll dance around our living room and we will make delicious food and we just, uh, the house is just magic. I can't even describe it and anyone that comes into Savoy or spends time in the house understands it. It is just pure magic and we would lie out on the grass and we just sit on the grass for hours talking, having conversations, hanging out. We brought in beautiful different people, connected with amazing people, had amazing stories like Olivia when she was here as well. Just all of that chapter for me was just uh, I never knew that I needed something more in my life. Uh, but when I had it, I never knew what love or like deep. Like, I can't even describe what the few weeks are, to be honest. It changed my life. It completely changed my life. And um it was yeah amazing I was so scared was it even going to work out with Emma like were we going to get along were the dogs going to get along because she has a dog Sunny Nanook he's not really lived with another dog before there were so many what ifs that were like terrifying me but it was um yeah the coolest chapter ever but I'll get into why I'm not there at the moment as well but we'll keep on going on with the chronological order so I guess I took a pump back from working because I think for me one of the biggest things always about content creation is authenticity and uh, I feel if I can't be authentic to you guys and I can't show up and I'm pretending and I'm doing a charade of uh, it feels uh, so disingenuous to my soul to do so. So I wanted to always make sure that I was uh, on my podcast and I was able to talk freely. And I just felt by the end when I was posting podcasts and stuff, I was like, fuck, you're like trying to encourage people to believe in themselves and to fight for the fairy tale and to live these beautiful lives, but you're actually lying to yourself at the moment too. And it just was, I literally felt like I was betraying my soul and I would show up on social media and I wouldn't be able to talk about what I was going through at that time. And I guess I didn't really want to because my channel is meant to be positive and uplifting. And imagine if I was Debbie down and just sitting on there every day, just moaning to you guys. I don't want you guys to be stepping away from my content and feeling shit and depleted and that you've taken away. I want you to feel that I'm adding to your cup and you feel excited and motivated and loving life. So I think for me that uh, that's why I took a step back and then even training, releasing my training program and releasing my app of Look Good Naked and all of that. I wanted to be able to look after my community. I wanted to be your mentor. I wanted to be your leader. And I wanted to be in a stable place uh, to be able to harness your potentials like you've never done before and I had to go through that chapter to be able to do so so that I could be the strong beacon that I am yes I was strong before but I needed to go through all of that stuff so I could be even stronger more resilient more focused more driven and also I guess on a deeper understanding uh, it all happened for a reason like I said before feeling true loneliness sadness and how I can provide to you guys even further when you're going through that for whatever reason um, um so yeah so moved into Savoy, have just been living my best life, fully submerged in the moment and just being present, which uh, I think I was also working so, so hard in the lead up to this all happening that um, I guess uh, I guess uh, I just sort of lost what it was like to love life again and be present and everything too because work was so consuming and it was just a bit of a dark chapter for me. 
I'm still so proud that I kept on showing up though. Like, fuck, I tried. Like, fuck, I fucking tried. On my darkest days, sis was still showing up. And even during uh, the breakup and everything I was going through, I still showed up. And that was my biggest reflection of 2023, that I, even though I was going through hell last year, I still showed up on every front, whether it was social media, whether it was the podcast, creating a providing with work value, showing up to shoots, doing everything. I never, I never gave up. Uh, so for that, I was extremely, <laughs> extremely proud of her. Um, but I guess the other question that you guys are all going to be sitting here and asking at the moment is about Ryan. I know <laughs> the fact that they're both cool. Let's just define it. Ryan Harper is harpoon. Uh, so let's not like confuse it. And then uh, my new partner, Ryan, is Ryan. So let's just like keep those, um, keep those Ryans apart. Uh, so Ryan came into my life. Uh, I'll give you guys a little story, I guess, a little story time. I feel like this is a big podcast. I'm talking to you guys for a long time. What are we at the moment? 20 minutes. Uh, you're getting the in-depth one. Um, uh, I guess uh, we uh, came into each other's lives, not by accident. Um, and I say that because, uh, Ryan didn't train at Never Quit, uh, I guess, before knowing about me. <laughs> so I went, okay, it was so weird. Like the story around this is actually kind of wild too. So my friend that I train with, you guys always see me train with Hecker at the gym. I've been training with him since February last year. Um, we always do 7 a.m. session together. And uh, another friend uh, who I mutually know just for it from there as well, uh, they are best friends with Ryan. And um, uh, when uh, I became, I guess, newly single sort of thing, he was only newly single from March last year, had been just doing solo for that time. They mentioned uh, that I was single, would be at Never Quit on Saturday, and that we should meet up. So it was kind of like a setup, but I had no idea about it, I guess. Uh, anyway, so the night before we went to, well, I went to um, Mark's birthday. And if you know me, like I commit to a good time. I am always the last man standing. I love to go out. I love to be social. And I really lean into it straight up. I have no shame in saying that. Like I just, uh, I like to hang out with my friends and I like to be social. <laughs> and um, I went to Mark's, but in my head, I was like, no, I'm leaving at a uh, 10 o'clock latest or nine o'clock latest, I think it was. Uh, I put timers on my phone, like literally timers on my phone. I refused to drink too much. I only had a couple of drinks. And I was like, no, 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 I have to train it, never quit the next morning. Like I have to train it, never quit. And I didn't know why, but I just had to. In my mind, I was like, no, you're back into routine and structure. You have to, you can't send it tonight. You are just going to, um, you have to be out there. So I set all these alarms on my phone and everything. And I kid you not, the shock on all of my friends' faces when I actually did leave and I didn't full send it, even the shock on my face when I was sitting in an Uber on the way home, uh, baffled. But there was just this big calling that I just had to go back to Never Quit and I had to be there on that Saturday morning. So weird. So, so fucking weird. Anyway, so I rocked up to Never Quit, rolled into the session. Hecker was there, was training. He's like, oh, this is my friend Ryan. And I was like, cool, like, hey, like, was having a conversation. We were in, like, a team together because they do Saturday teams. Training, didn't think anything of it. Had a conversation with them out the front because um, Ryan has this really fucking amazing old school car. Um, was standing there. And I was like, okay. They were like, do you want to come up for breakfast? And I was like, no, nah, like, I've got to go walk the dogs and i got stuff to do today. So I was like, see ya. Left, didn't think anything of it. 
still oblivious to this whole entire situation. Anyway, Thursday rolls around uh, and then train with Hecker and then Ryan comes in again and he's just like, hey, and I was like, oh, do you like train here? And he's just like, no, like just occasionally drop in. I've never seen him at the gym before. So I was kind of like, oh, okay, cool. So like, just started to do it. He's like, yeah, I just want to add a bit more stuff into it. And I was like, what else? Not thinking anything of it still. Anyway, so then uh, the Saturday he's there again uh, and I'm still completely oblivious to this whole entire situation. <laughs> and then um, the Saturday night we went to this house party. He was there and yeah, the rest is history. Um, so I really didn't know anything about this whole sort of subliminal setup until like a few weeks into it. And he was like, no, like we were meant to meet. Uh, and um, yeah, I guess uh, everything has unfolded from there. But uh, yeah, so we have been seeing each other for a few months now. I'm currently living in his apartment. That's why everyone's like, what's happening? Where are you going? Emma's house uh, was rented out in January and then also rented out uh, for the whole month of February, pretty much. Uh, so because uh, it was convenient and also Ryan is a fucking angel he was just like come and stay here like I'm working all, any, all day anyway I would love for you to stay sort of thing so yeah I'm currently living here you can go back on the 19th of February so that's why I'm living here that's what's happening and I guess for me it's taken it's been really fucking messy for me for the last six months because think about how much I've moved when you really really think about it like because Emma had rented the plates out, I literally had to pack up all of my stuff again uh, in the Christmas break, put it all into storage. Um, and then I've been living now at the moment out of uh, like a few containers worth of clothing um, for um, since December, pretty much since, I guess, uh, what, Boxing Day? Yeah, it's pretty much from since around Boxing Day. Um, I went to Bali in that time frame too, came back. And so finding my feet and getting back into routine has definitely been an absolute mission for me. And, um, and it's definitely been a state of transition. But I guess one of the things that's been a, a real focus for me is that you can't control life. Like life is always going to be constant and moving. And there's always going to be shit that's going to be thrown at you. And you need to find your anchors and you need to put your non-negotiables in so that no matter your circumstances, no matter what you're living, no matter what's happening, no matter what's going on in your relationship, life, work, whatever, that you have your anchors in your day and your routine and your structure because the rest will flow after that. So training for me, scheduling and organizing time, being strict with my boundaries, tracking finances, all of these different little things that I've been talking about and touching on. Those are the things that I brought in as my cause because I'm like, those are really important anchors. And these are things that really set me up for success and to, I guess, be the type of person that I want to be um so yes I feel like uh we're pretty updated uh, I mean uh, for rare work as well this is always being asked it's too I am creative director for rare literally a year ago I had asked to move down to three days of work a week because uh, I'll like part-time work because I wanted to be able to work on my side hustles and have more time there wasn't enough time for me to be doing <laughs> all of the like nine to five, like Monday through Friday, and then trying to get it onto the weekends and working at nights, like it wasn't feasible for me. So I did drop down, but then the hours picked up, workload picked up, and then somehow I've been working full-time hours again. So that had been really hard for me. It was needed because the business needed it. Also for me personally, I didn't feel like doing my personal stuff at that time. I just couldn't really figure out what is it that I need to be doing? What, who am I meant to be? What am I meant to be achieving? I have a lot of clarity about that now and I have a lot uh, 
more focus, drive, and know what I'm going after and know what I want to achieve. So I think that, yeah, so working full-time, that was just uh, crazy in the mix of all of this as well. Uh, but yeah, so I'm still creative director. That's not changing. I am starting my own Look Good Naked um, training program. It's not just training though. And I guess uh, that's what I'm really excited about. I think that one of the things that I've learned over my time as a personal trainer, as a coach, from the podcast, from listening to you guys, from uh, all of the conversations that I've had, and I've been doing this for like 10 years, guys. you got to remember that I was a personal trainer. I owned a gym of female-only clients with thousands of female clients, worked for Lauren Simpson Fitness. I've worked for Workouts by Cartier. I've worked for some of the biggest fitness brands in the whole entire world. And then I've had a personal channel where I've (laughs) connected with you guys um, on a regular basis and had conversations, heard your stories, and know what your pain points are. So I guess I'm bringing to the market, not just training, uh, but I'm bringing a way of life because uh, I don't think that it should be the all or nothing approach. Uh, I think that time is the biggest problem for majority of you guys. And it's the biggest reason that a lot of you guys don't achieve your results. Time, uh, I mean, time is your greatest currency and majority of people, even when I was getting all of that fucking hate when I um, did that post, and that was a real stitch up here in the mix of uh, last year when I was going through hell and back finding my feet, finding my voice again, finding my core pillars. And I was like, yeah, fuck that. People are fucking lazy. And I still fucking stand by that post. Like I still stand by that for this day, even though I got so much hate. But when I was going through hell with all of that, uh, I was also going through hell in my personal life. Uh, and that normally would have really broken someone. And that would have been like a give up, throw the towel in and not it. But I still showed up and I still, even though it was fucking hard, but I think when I came out of that and I knew that, you know what, no matter how much hate, no matter how much people come at you, like I was getting death threats. I was getting people like doing stitches of my videos, mocking my, the way that I talk, mocking the way that I look, mocking me as a person, mocking absolutely everything about me. I also had the other side of the coin of a lot of people being like super inspired, super motivated, and super they got the point of the post Uh, I still get messages PS to this day of people being like I hated your post I literally was the troll that was writing the messages and I was sharing it to my friends and I was tearing you to parts but I had you in the back of my head (laughs) all the time and I still think about it to this day and the reason that I've changed my life is because of that post so as much as it triggered me and it fucking really triggered me it was the circuit breaker because I was like, how dare you? How fucking dare you call me lazy? And um, yeah, so for me, I'm like, I guess I've always been like with social media, if I can make an impact on one person's life, uh, I, don't give, I don't give a fuck if I offend you. Like at the end of the day, if I'm not your jam, choose another condiment in life. It is not my job in life to people please everyone. And particularly with that post, it wasn't directed at a lot of the fucking moaning myrtles that were writing underneath it. And if they were writing underneath it, Why the fuck have you got time to be writing on my post and giving me hate and fucking tearing me to shreds, but you're telling me you don't have time to go outside and go for a fucking walk around the block? Like, uh, the audacity of that whole entire conversation still baffles me. But still, um, uh, that was hell. That was, like, a lot going on for me. But I made it through, and I survived it. And I learned that I am so much more resilient than I ever thought. I am so much stronger than I ever thought that I could, and I can achieve really great things, and I can make an impact. Uh, 
Um, so I guess uh, that's where I'm at at the moment. And uh, I'm taking on a test pool of uh, people at the moment. That's why I did a call out on social media the other day saying, hey, I'm going to be giving away for free, literally for you to be training, for me to be one-on-one mentoring you and taking you through the process of what it's like to be a look good naked client. Uh, um, because uh, I guess for me, before I fully release it into the market, it I want to make sure that... Uh, I can give you guys a, a bulletproof product uh, that will get you results. Uh, and I genuinely believe it and know that I can be the person that does that for you. But I have a, no doubt in my mind uh, that what I'm creating and what I am giving to you guys as a formula will get you results uh, and will create the change in the life that you have been yearning for. And I know that because I know when I was a coach, when I was a personal trainer, I did that. I achieved that with so many women, so, so many women. I know that when I one-on-one coach people, when I do group training, when I get through to you guys, that I can change your life. And so it excites me beyond words to know that there is thousands of people that tune into me every single day who are desperately looking to change their life, whether they want to have a physical goal, whether they want to change their body, maybe they want to get out of a toxic relationship, maybe they want to change career, maybe they want to move to a different country, maybe they want to travel, maybe they want to really fucking love life. Uh, I want to be the person that does that for you. So that's why when I was thinking about releasing Look Good Naked, I couldn't do it at that time because I had to go through all of this to really solidify and understand more deeply than ever true sadness, true loneliness, derailing, and figure out how can I provide solutions for those situations so you don't have to go through what I went through. So it's really fucking cool. It's really fucking amazing. And I I can't wait to start this new chapter with you guys. Uh, um, But uh, I feel like I've been waffling on. I hope you guys have enjoyed catching up. I hope that I've covered a lot of things. I'll do another one that's specifically question box oriented because uh, there's probably still heaps of things, but I thought that I would just do a bit of a story time, bit of a catch up, where I'm at, where I'm going. It's my 34th birthday next week. uh, And uh, I guess that's even been a micro goal for me as well. Like when it hit the 1st of February, I was like, okay, yep, you're really ready. I was ready to flip into gear in January. I was really ready by the 1st of February. Um, to make shit happen and to take back control of my circumstances and to take responsibility and ownership and uh, make these big-ass dreams that I've been talking about come true, which is really fucking cool. But um, I am so grateful for you to be joining me here today. It is uh, so good to be hanging out with you guys again. Uh, If you loved the podcast, uh, if you want to hear more, make sure you either... Give it a reshare or give me a message about something that you would like for me to be talking about on the topics. The topics, I think I need more caffeine. Actually, no, I can have a little sip ski while I sit here. This Starbucks coffee, absolutely unhinged. Um, I don't know what they put in it. Well, I do. It's salted caramel and it's sweet and it's just fucking Christmas in a cup, but it does ignite my life. Um, but yeah, if you guys want to hear more from me, make sure you hit subscribe. And I cannot wait to to be doing this season with you guys. Go out, be a kind person to other people, do great things, be a great thing, and remind yourself that no matter what hard you are going through today, no matter how heavy the load is that you're carrying and what you're going through and how you're feeling, that uh, 
nothing in life is ever permanent and the way that you feel the way that you are moving through existence uh, it can change at any moment and it would just take a one brazen decision of uh, choosing to fight for you choosing to prioritize you and uh, choosing to say yeah i'm fucking scared uh, but i'm more scared about living a life uh, where i feel this way than i am about the few days weeks months uh, of a transition that it will take to get out of there and uh, i hope that my story i hope that me fighting for the fairy tale and uh, falling so madly at like my life i fall and even though it's like a weird transition time of living and everything just so in love with life again um, um, and being myself and being in a relationship with someone that they really so so align with uh, all of the same things that I think and believe and vision like uh, maybe I'll get Ryan to come on the podcast so you can understand what he's like because um, I'm still waffling on I'm sorry I was meant to do my wrap up but I feel like you guys need to I guess understand Ryan different he's very different to my ex uh, um, he's an entrepreneur he's a visionary he is so driven so focused um, and I love that so much and um, but yeah to be in a relationship that aligns that's crazy cool but uh yeah i will talk to you guys soon thank you so much again for joining me see you guys bye bye